If you don't want the following movie spoiled for you, better put on the brakes and go watch it first. We'll be here whenever you get back. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Dylan's FRF or email us at Dylan's FRF at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Dylan's first run features. Here are your hosts, Ryan Mason and Dylan Mason. This is Lane Hewitt speaking. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dylan's First Run Features. I'm gorgeous. That's fantasy. <laughs> Damn right I am. <laughs> <laughs> so That'll all make sense here in a little bit. It will, yeah. Yep. So today, we are talking about our first nearly entirely foreign film. Yeah. Aside from a single song that is entirely in English, we are talking about the Japanese film... Haosu, which is a Japanese film from 1977, and, uh, boy, it's a weird one. We're gonna call it House, though, right? Like, sure. <laughs> Let's call it House. I mean, if, if And you... not by its original title. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you look it up online to try to watch it, it's, you're, it's gonna, you're gonna house. see it under House. Yeah. So... Uh, Hmm. Okay, well. <laughs> How soon it is. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, man. This one's a weird one, and it's hard to describe it. It is going to be very difficult to describe it. It's going to be very difficult to talk about it in general because it's just... Ugh, it, mm, it, it is one wild hour and a half, that's yeah, for sure. That's yeah, that's very, very sure. The plot is a schoolgirl and six of her classmates travel to her aunt's country home which turns out to be haunted that is the main focus of the plot it's everything around it that's totally jacked up yes so would you like to start (laughs) i guess it is i think best described as a fever dream like a 70s variety show with a horror element to it yeah slapstick comedy uh, yes benny hill type comedy for you old people out there i would consider this movie to be like a offbeat extremely bizarre adult sitcom right yeah because it feels a lot like it it is really really strange it was strangely edited very strangely edited. lots of like sudden dissolves into other in other shots uh, quick fade outs and fade back in and then just in the same scene yeah with, you know, it's, it's not like you fade out and you come into something else. It's you fade out and you come right back into where you left off. And, yeah. Uh, just a really almost nonsensical movie for the most part. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but a hell of a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> it's so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. Yeah. This yeah. movie's hilarious. It's very funny. Yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> but it's also genuinely hysterical. It's so hard to talk about this movie, man. Yeah. Because it's so weird. The director of this movie, his name was Nobihiku Obayashi. And it almost appeared as if he had so many different types of movies that he wanted to make and didn't know if he'd make another one after this, so he just put it all into one. Yeah. 
There's some animation in it. There's a lot of green screen. There's matte paintings in the background. There's so much going on in this movie at all times. To be clear, everything you see in this movie looks terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything that you see in this movie looks absolutely awful. It's surrealistic. Nothing seems to make sense as far as the environment's concerned. Yes. You know, everything around you doesn't seem to make sense. There is a plot to the movie, and it's easy to follow. But it's just everything that's going on around it. You're like, what the hell is happening? Yes, that's what exactly this? what I was saying all yeah. the way throughout this. Yeah. And what, like, I believe the entire main story is more or less focused around a cat. <laughs> yeah, the cat's kind of the catalyst of the whole movie. Yes, that, and that's the weirdest part. Because <laughs> you think, oh, this house is the main part of the story. Or, oh, the ant's the main part of the story. The seven girls who go to this house are the main part of the story. No, it's a cat. It's like right, right at the beginning when the girl decides that she wants to go visit her aunt, suddenly the cat appears. Yeah. And then once the cat appears, that's when things start going haywire. You yeah. Know? So aside from all that, this movie's characters have a, uh, their names are interesting. Very. And I'm assuming that they have real names and these are all nicknames. I don't know if they are supposed to be the real names. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, as Dylan mentioned at the beginning, fantasy and uh, gorgeous. gorgeous. Gorgeous is a uh, a character who's very concerned about her looks and fashion. Yes. Fantasy is a girl who seems to always be otherworldly thinking, basically. Yes. She's always like imagining imagining things and people have a hard time believing her and taking her seriously because her head's always in the clouds. Yes. There's a character named Kung Fu who does Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, Shocker, right? Yeah. Prof. There's a character named Prof in this movie. Prof, short for professor. Yep, and um, believe it or not, she's a professor. Yeah, she's smart. And then there's uh, Melody. Melody is musically inclined. Plays piano, does well. Sweet. Sweet is a nice girl. Yes. Yeah. And Mac. Mac's the fat girl, as you could definitely tell. Which, this is hilarious. (laughs) Yes. So they call her Mac. Yeah. She loves to eat, loves food. She's supposed to be fat. She might be five pounds heavier than the other girls. Yeah. Like, she's not fat. <laughs> not remotely fat. It's it's honestly one of my one of the funniest running jokes throughout the entire it's movie. It's funny, but I'm also thinking, why did this girl sign up for this movie? Is she going to be called fat throughout the entire I thing? I know. And she's not fat at all. I know. <laughs> it's just weird. I, I still don't understand that. It's still so weird. <laughs> yeah. Fantasy is in love with Mr. Togo. Is that right? Is it fantasy is in love Mm -hmm. with him? Mr. Togo is a school teacher Mm -hmm. who drives a dune buggy. (laughs) That's his everyday car is a dune buggy. Yeah. And I still don't understand why he's the one that's coming to save them at the end of the movie. (laughs) Don't either. Uh, I don't know. But But, um, we're getting ahead of ourselves there. But but yeah, Mr. Togo and his dune buggy. Man, it sounds like a, that sounds like its own movie there, doesn't it? <laughs> Mr. Togo and his Dune Buggy, directed by Obayashi. Yes. Yeah. Come on up to the house. Come on up to the house. The world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. You got to come on up to the house. So I wanted to quickly talk about this because I found this to be probably one of my favorite parts in the entire movie. Yeah. In the first 15 minutes of the movie, there is a very, very interesting editing decision where a guy falls down some stairs. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mr. Togo. Is it? I believe it was, yeah. Mr. Togo. Yeah. 
falls downstairs, it cuts to black, and then immediately reopens on him climbing down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> and then he falls into a bucket, spins at 50 miles an hour, and then drives across the street, and then comes back onto the sidewalk in the bucket. He lands in the bucket ass first, <laughs> and so the bucket stuck to his ass, and then it's a stop motion thing where he's dodging cars while, they, <laughs> while he's sitting in his bucket, and... Then later on, he's on the phone on a phone call or something, and there's yeah. a kid that's playing drums on his ass with drums <laughs> with pencils or something. Man, it's weird. <laughs> and later in the movie, he says, "I like bananas." And what happens? Oh, he just turns into a man made of bananas. Yeah, yeah. He that that's what happens when he goes to save them. He ends up at this watermelon farmer's place. This watermelon farmer is one of the ugliest men ever built by our Lord and Savior. And he's just a just a homely, homely fella. Do you like watermelons? Right. And no, the, I like bananas. Then you get bananas. And the, the mystery and the hauntedness of the area turns him into just a big pile of bananas and his dune buggy. Yeah, bananas. Yeah. It's bananas. It, yeah. <laughs> nah, I know. I'm not, not going to spell it out. I'm not going to do it. No, No, you fine. don't have to. This is, I think this is pretty weird. I don't believe that there is a single actor in the movie, aside from the woman who played the aunt, who is an actual actor. I believe that every single one of them was models before they were cast in this. Well, how could Mac be a model? She's friggin' huge. <laughs> oh, is she a plus-size model? I guess. I'm telling you, people. She she weighs 112 pounds. Yeah, like, she's tiny. She's very tiny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> five five hundred and twelve pounds, something like that. Yeah, but she's like just that. a she's just a, a big old beefer in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge bitch. Let's try to talk our way through it from beginning to end and just see what we can think of that happens in the movie along the way. Yes. Uh, as it starts off, Gorgeous's mother has passed away several years before this. Yeah. Her father comes home from a business trip and reveals to her that he's getting married and and uh, wants to take his new fiance with him on their summer vacation that they were going to take. Gorgeous is not happy about this, so she decides that she wants to get in touch with her mother's sister, her long-lost aunt, yeah. who lives in the countryside. Mm-hmm. She sends her aunt a letter, receives the letter, and a cat, apparently, because <laughs> the cat shows up with the letter. It was Blanche. Blanche, Blanche is the, the cat. cat. That's right. The cat's name is Blanche. Blanche. That's a long-haired white cat named Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blanche is a star of this movie. Uh, yeah, most of the part More of it, or less, yeah. yeah. She takes her school friends with her, all of a variety of weird names. Yeah. They go to the house to meet her aunt, and her aunt is already mysterious. She's in a wheelchair. And then out of nowhere, she's standing. Yeah. The energy of the girls gets her out of the wheelchair, apparently. Now, let's talk about the Mac scene where her head floats through the air and bites gorgeous. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Mac gets killed off early. and You know, as the fat girl always does. Gets killed off first. The refrigerator doesn't work in this house. Yes. So uh, Mac was really uh, excited about the watermelon. She got the watermelon farmer's place. Yeah. The auntie tells her, you know, just lower it down into the well and it will cool it in there. And so one of the other characters, was it gorgeous? I think so. Goes to retrieve the watermelon. When she pulls it up, there's a severed head of Mac in there and it's laughing and floating and then it bites her on the ass. So <laughs> <laughs> stupid. For no apparent reason. I, she's still hungry, I guess. So <laughs> gonna go get her some ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. 
The refrigerator being broke was also interesting because at one point, once she starts walking again, the auntie goes into the refrigerator and ends up in the rafters up in the house. Yeah. Almost like she's teleported or there's a secret (laughs) passageway from the freezer up to the top of the house. And let's talk about another thing that's on top of the house. Mm. Blanche, in random instances of this movie, is just on top of the house. Yeah, man. You'll just see Blanche on the roof of the house, just sitting there, doing nothing. And it focuses on her many times on top of the house. Blanche is ever-present in this movie. If she's not in the scene physically, there's pictures of her all over the place. Yes. Paintings, and the paintings come to life. And And there's also four statues of Blanche. (laughs) Yeah. Blanche runs the joint, man. She's the queen. She runs this house, and it doesn't make any sense at all. Right. Melody is playing this piano, and she says, oh, I think the piano bit me. And then later on in the movie, she's playing the same piece that was on the piano, and the piano eats her. It does. It The piano, yes. It eats her. And it then, eats uh, her. You see her green-screened limbs flying all over the place. Yep. <laughs> Very blatantly green-screened. And limbs. then we see her <laughs> fingers just randomly playing the piano in ways that don't make any sense. Right. That is the moment where everybody realizes the house is haunted is when they yes. see their dead friend's fingers playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they all just think fantasy's full of shit. So, yeah. yeah. Sweet gets turned into a doll. Yes. It's because she was looking for the... Oh, she was looking for the mattresses the whole time. And inevitably, she gets killed by mattresses. Right. Mattresses and bedding, they... Uh, <laughs> just kill they her. They beat her down and kill her, and then they, she's turned into a doll. <laughs> Porcelain doll, yeah. There's a woman that gets turned into a clock, yeah, and the clock bleeds. Mm-hmm. And uh, as for the rest of them, one of them gets turned into a demon or a fire spirit, as it would seem, because uh, in her reflection, she sees herself on fire, and then out of nowhere, well, she's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and it's terrible looking. Nothing looks great in this. Oh, not a single thing looks good in this movie. To this day, I've never seen anything quite like it. No. And it's cool because it's like a... 40 plus year old movie that we're just discovering and we've never seen anything like it to this day yeah (laughs) i'm sure there are a lot of 80s and 90s bad movies that are that pay tribute to it but yeah as far as the way the movie's constructed and all the comedy elements to it and the slapstick and the animation and the just i've never seen anything quite like it i really haven't so weird it's so weird but I really liked it a lot. I, I did too. <laughs> and I would like to say this. This has officially entered my top five favorite horror movies of all time. Now. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it that much, but... I love this movie. <laughs> God, I love this movie. <laughs> top five of all time? Of all time. Oh, dear. Top boy. five favorite horror movies. Oh, boy. Of all time. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm. I could even say that I could consider it a top three. Like... Oh, my God. I love this movie Son. so much. Son. It's so funny. It is funny. It's so funny. <laughs> like, the only wow. the only thing we could even compare this to is something like Evil Dead 2. Because there are so Raimi's many very. I think Raimi is very influenced by this movie. Yes, absolutely. Because sure. yeah. there are a few sequences in Evil Dead 2 that, that are very blatantly taking off of this movie. Yeah. Like, there's a skeleton that dances in this movie. Right. And in Evil Dead 2, Linda's corpse dances across the yard. There's some camera shots that look like Raimi's. Yes. And Evil Dead didn't come out till 1981? 81, yeah. 81, yeah. So this is four years later, and there's definitely some influence there. Yeah. Not to say it's a ripoff, but but you can definitely see some of Raimi's style in that. Yes. For sure. So. Yes, you can. But, uh, well, House, Dylan's 
top three horror movies of all time. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and this this is not to be confused with the movie House that came out in the 80s. That's a totally different type of And it's not to be confused with movie. the TV show House. No, no, no doctors in this one at all. No. No, um, no crazy doctors. Nope, just one called Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, but there is a Mr. Togo. There is and Mr. His, Togo. And his dune buggy. <laughs> his dune buggy. <laughs> and he's bananas. I'm a banana! Let's talk about a few more of the aspects of this movie. Okay. I'm fairly certain My Chemical Romance took inspiration from a melody from this movie. There's a very short instrumental piece called Sweet Dreams of Days Gone By. The melody that they use in that song is very similar. Like, notes and everything are very similar to it. And as soon as Melody started playing it the first time around, you went, When I was a young boy, my father... (laughs) So here's the movie song. Here's the My Chemical Romance song. When I was a young boy, my father... Very, very similar. Very close. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Yeah. We've already been talking about this, but the visuals in this movie are hysterically funny. Yes. There is a skeleton in this movie, and it looks very, very fake. Yeah. Like, it looks like something you'd buy straight out of a Halloween shop. Right. It dances in a hilarious manner. Like, its arms are just moving up and down. It's not moving its legs or nothing. Just, like, it's just doing arm circles, and it's moving its arms, and that's all it does in the entire movie. And when Melody's playing that song before the piano eats her in the background, the skeleton's just dancing on its own (laughs) in the background. (laughs) It's so stupid. Well, if you want to watch this movie, uh, it is available on DVD and Blu-ray. It's streaming on HBO Max, Criterion Channel, Canopy. I didn't realize it was on HBO Max. Yeah, it has a big enough fan base to where it it, it makes its way onto Cult HBO classic Max. for sure, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I am part of that fan base. <laughs> I, apparently. <laughs> no, I, I, it was... It was highly entertaining i I can't see putting ranking it in a top 10 of anything but i it's so funny but you and i are different that way and that's cool that's that's what it's all about so but yeah this was house how sue how sue get it right okay how sue but when you look it up on hbm max it's it's gonna gonna be be house House. yeah so you can check this out if you want it's definitely not gonna be for everyone but it is funny it's a good time and you're gonna be questioning a lot of things after you watch it (laughs) And that's about all I can say about it. But I love this movie, and I highly recommend it to anyone who wants to try their luck at this movie. Yes. So our next episode is another Japanese classic. Yeah. Considered by many to be one of, if not the best, all-time Japanese horror film. Mm -hmm. A gross-out and a splatter movie. Mm -hmm. Audition. Audition. Yes. So gross. Oh, I know. So creepy and chilling. Yeah. I am so excited for this next episode. Thank you for listening to Dylan's First Run Features. 
I'm a fantasy, and that's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> or kung fu, or what, what, whatever. You'll be kung fu? No, uh, you be kung sure. fu. Sure, I'll be kung fu. Yeah, and I'm Mac. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Dylan's First Run Features is produced and edited by Markham Harvey. Our music is by Dylan Mason. I'm your announcer, Dylan's mother. This has been a Clown Business Coalition production. Good night, everyone. This is Lane Hewitt speaking.